You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the first podcast of its kind. We'll get right to our guests, but first I want to encourage you to keep going. That's right. I mean, in the middle of a pandemic, you can do this. It's not the time to stop working. It's the time to figure out how to keep moving ahead. If you're looking for job leads, and I mean real paying jobs, join our Facebook group where we share these leads with you that allows you to continue or start to work remotely. Everybody's doing it. The difference is we were doing it before it was cool, guys, all right? It is possible to be profitable even in a pandemic. My guest today, <clears throat> see we just talked about this Jake, right before we <laughs> jumped on, my guest today is you. He has been right. the living hell of agonizing chronic illness and forced to work for himself and find a way. Now he is a successful entrepreneur and is free from his physical pain. He is turning his efforts toward helping our very special community. I love the fact that he knows there is a way to make it all work. Sickness, business, profitability, life, relationships, and so on. He has been seeking a place to apply his talents and learned that place is within himself. His tagline is, I help people with autoimmune create simple income solutions. And you can naturally see that he is the perfect fit for sick biz. Please welcome my advocate and my friend and yours, Jake Schapp. Am I saying that right? Yeah, you got it. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad we got connected. And I, I want to introduce you to people so that they can understand who you are and why it matters that we're talking today. So essentially... How did you get here? What brought you to today? What, uh, what have you been through that you're going to share with us? <laughs> uh, too much, too much. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I graduated college almost a decade more from now. And um, right as I graduated college, I went to school actually for music production. I, I wanted to have my own recording studio, really get into the music industry. Uh, growing up as a teenager, I always uh, played music, played drums. And right after I graduated, graduated college, I got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And when that happened, you know, the doctor was real rough about it. Like he did not deliver that news real calmly, real nicely. It was just like, you got this thing. We don't really know what to do about it. And really the floor like felt like it just dropped out from underneath me. It was just like that time in my life where I thought I could do anything. And then all of a sudden it was like this huge weight was, you know, given to me. I didn't know how to deal with this growing up. You know, I just, I didn't really care much about my diet. I didn't really care much about, I, I kind of took life for granted. And so when I had this new thing just kind of dropped in my lap, I was like, I don't know really what to do with it. So I was engaged at the time. I got married. Um, I was, I grew up in upstate New York, Syracuse, New York. And me and my wife, a little after I got diagnosed, got married, um, we decided to move to Charlotte, North Carolina. Got connected with a lot of great uh, mentors, people that I consider still my mentors today. And um, they really started teaching me what it was actually all about to be an entrepreneur because up until that time, I had my own LLC, but I really didn't know what I was doing. I was kind of just dabbling with, you know, what it was like to create my own business. I was doing web development. I'm a professional web developer now. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't know what I was doing. And so I had people that really just took me under their wing and really wanted to show um, show me what kind of the systems and the simple ways to create a business. And because of that, I got so amped up and so like fired up about, you know, this new possibility of like, I don't really need to do this nine to five thing because as everyone listening knows, most likely when you're sick, doing a nine to five job sucks, you know? Mm, mm -hmm. Or it's like even impossible. You, you just right. can't do it. Right. Yeah, for sure. So you know, this opened up a whole new world of possibilities to me 
uh, to know that I could actually do something successfully on my own and not need, you know, a boss, not to work for someone else's agenda. So, um, you know, I was still dealing with a bunch of health issues. My flare-ups kept getting worse and worse. I started out having maybe two or three flare-ups a year, mm. took some prednisone and went away. Over time, once we start, once we moved to Charlotte, um, I had new doctors, new theories, new practices of medicine that just wanted to give me, you know, all the drugs, you know, Remicade, Humira, um, you know, too many milligrams of prednisone that I should, you know, a human being should never be on. Um, I was anemic. Uh, I had C. diff, uh, which people. Oh, yeah, did I, you really? I had C. diff like four or five times a year. It was ridiculous oh um, my gosh Crazy. i had to get blood transfusions because my uh, low blood counts and kept sending me into the hospital so so many freaking crazy things that were happening to me as i was trying to juggle you know being the main breadwinner of my household doing mm -hmm. web development trying to maintain a full-time job learning the llc you know entrepreneur world it, it, way too much stuff going on and, and you know just the stress was piling up the the sense of overwhelm and then that's when I started to really shift my mindset be connected with individuals where I learned to really enjoy the things that I do working from home and just having the freedom and flexibility to be able to do the web development on my own, the entrepreneurship stuff. It's really uh, looking back at it now, I realized that working for myself, working at home, having the freedom and flexibility to do that was really what inspired me and gave me like uh, mental stability, like autoimmune disease, chronic illness. It's such a mentally deteriorating thing. And so mm -hmm. working for myself gave me that ability to really push myself forward. And it was, it was just crazy kind of how I had this mind shift. And so um, I actually decided to get my, after eight years of being chronically ill with colitis, I Damn. had my colon removed. Okay. That is, I mean, <laughs> it had to have been incredibly dramatic but yeah. for you to even get there it had to have been just so incredibly like this is it i'm done i've reached the end of my rope several times and this was a two-year process of doing this yeah yeah it's it was nuts and like obviously the doctors aren't going to tell you that's the reality of it like oh yeah it's just a two-step easy procedure we'll We'll take out your colon for the first part. We'll give you the ostomy bag. We'll let you recover for two or three months. You come back and we do this thing called a J pouch where they loop up the end of your small intestine, reconnect you inside, take away the ostomy bag, and it's good to go. That's the perfect scenario. Mm -hmm. uh, my scenario <laughs> oh, no. was um, having an ulcer that I completely uh, bled out. I fainted walking between my ER room, bathroom to my bed, cracked my face in an IV pole, smashed, uh, you know, broke a front tooth out of my face, scarred oh. down my nose. It was, it was crazy. I had, I was in the ICU for oh. three weeks because all my organs shut down because I, I managed to get C. diff without a freaking colon. Like that that's is just crazy that's so talented though like yeah, if I know, you can <laughs> how can i monetize this every entrepreneur is like oh this was a gift <laughs> yeah uh it wasn't it wasn't then that's for sure though. i was in icu for several weeks um hallucinating i uh the oh. doctor the doctors told me that i i was i was pretty close to death and so it yeah. it was it was a crazy ride um, but that's why I'm here. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of the few people that can honestly say I used to be chronically ill and I have gone through hell to get here, but, um, I I'm thankful in a way as well, because it has taught me so much about myself. It's taught me so much about how I can appreciate people appreciate every single day that I have. It brought me and my wife closer together because we, we went through this entire experience together so yeah, it's, it's been a crazy ride. 
Yeah, that is, that is insane. So you're operating your own business. You're getting well, prioritizing your health and your business. You still need to bring in the lion's share of the money. So you have yes. a lot going on right now. Transition to today, you're better. Yep. You're a lot better. You feel oh, yeah. good. You don't have C. diff. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. I know somebody, uh, it's a Facebook friend who just constantly battles with C. diff, and it's like, oh, my God. I just, uh, there's so many other things I would rather have than that. If I if I had a choice in spinning the, the wheel of, of dishealth, I would not <laughs> choose that. Yeah, um, and for the longest time, the doctors didn't even know I had C. diff. Like, it took oh, several God. different doctors, several different tests to even realize, well, why do I feel worse than expected? Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, people, like, get your act together. <laughs> Some, we we just have this uh, inherent trust in doctors. It's yeah. kind of been indoctrinated, right. if you will. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, like in our doctors, like we're supposed to believe them and whatever. So your story uh, from that standpoint, sadly, is not unique. And there's, you know, if you're listening and and this is you and you're frustrated, keep going. Keep, keep yeah, challenging absolutely. your doctors, right? So now fast forward to today, you've got your own business. It's predicated on this. It's predicated on the coaching that you wanted. It's predicated on, so our, our stories are similar in this way because I did the same thing. I was like, mm, nothing exists. I'll make it. Mm -hmm. And you, and you did the same thing, but I think you're uniquely qualified to talk to people who are chronically ill and trying to run their business. So let's talk mm -hmm. about that. What, uh, what made you go in that direction? Yeah, good question. So I basically have been racking my brain for a couple of years now. I haven't had colitis. I haven't been chronically ill for about four years now. I haven't been on any meds for four years now. So, mm. you know, so thankful, so grateful for that. But I've been just thinking and thinking about what was the reason why I had to go through this? You know, yeah. there's, there's always a reason that, you know, people are tested in these types of ways. And, you know, for, for a person like me, I didn't really think I was as strong as I really was until I went through all this. And so it, it definitely proved a lot to myself and it showed me a lot about myself that I can make it through this pain Mm -hmm. these rough times, these uh, emotions, these relationships. And so it took me a long time to, to figure out like, all right, I have this experience with web development. I'm, I'm really good Hillary at web development. Let me tell you. So, well, you know what you might, you might be unleashed. Then. <laughs> so I got, I got this skill that I've uh, acquired, accumulated over almost a decade of, of doing web technologies, websites, web applications, everything in the browser. And I also have this very unique experience of uh, having an autoimmune disease and getting through and not having an autoimmune disease anymore. So how can I bring my life experiences together to help others? Because there's, there's just no freaking way there was a reason that I, uh, there was a reason that I went through these trials in my life to learn to grow me. Mm -hmm. And I want to take those experiences, life experiences and help others to do that. And so that's why, like you said, I feel qualified to help people because I've had, I've gone through all of the masterminds I've had, you know, um, I've sat under great smart teachers and mentors and gurus in the industry and in the entrepreneur space. I have, worked, <clears throat> I've worked for fortune 500 companies. I've worked for and created brands to go from $5 million to 10 plus million dollars. I've worked with literally billion dollar companies, um, in several different roles that I've had. And so I have seen how different industries work and how different businesses online or even brick and mortar businesses grow their brand, their marketing, their sales strategy. But I have a unique empathy and perspective for those that are going through autoimmune. So you can't hustle. You can't grind every single day. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't put your body under so much stress like I did. And obviously, you know, that, that backfired on me. I, I continue to get C diff. I continue to flare up. So you, you gotta be aware of the capacity that your body 
has and that it could it, it could do and then be forgiving of yourself when you just need to take a break you need to slow down but i specifically want to help people create businesses that will allow them to continue to run the business when they have to slow down so yes. call it yes call it autopilot call it call it automation whatever you want to call it um i know how to help people. I know exactly what industries they should get into that won't stress the crap out of them every single day. And I know how to help people find the things they love to do and be able to use that to generate an income for them and their, their, their families. I think that's imperative is setting up a business that it, it's either passive income Mm -hmm. or it is doing very little work for said income. Right. So it might be uh, a retainer, for example, where you just have to, like for me, it doesn't take a lot of work to do some blogs, right? Mm -hmm. And right. I can eat off that money, right? Mm -hmm. But there's also the passive income when you have coaching services, or what would be another example of passive income, like a subscription service or something of that nature? Yeah, it's it's something that can be worked at, created, and then multiplied, and you don't have to do any additional work. So mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. there's a difference between, I always tell people, there's a difference between, especially going into the web technology space, a service-based industry compared to a product-based industry. And I absolutely recommend, especially for the autoimmune space, to create something uh, that is more of a product. So it, you create it once and then you multiply it, you build it out, you scale it to whatever rate that you can possibly handle. So when I was doing web development, you know, I could create like an application that would allow people, like you said, a membership, a subscription, an annual, you know, membership fee or whatever that they can get into. I create it once, I take people's feedback, I maybe add a feature here or there, but then that's all the work that I really have to do. And then it's just a matter of customer support from there. That's how a lot of online businesses are created and scaled is that you create that one thing that fulfills a niche, uh, may it be, you know, really niche down or broad, you know, whatever market you're able to get in front of that your circles will allow you to get in front of, create that one thing that's going to help people go through whatever trouble or issue that they have. And then if you know, you, you just keep selling it from there. I mean, it's really just that simple. And then, you know, people can add all the bells and whistles on for sales, for marketing, whatever. But, you know, you, I 100% believe anyone can create a scalable online business. May you be an extrovert, an introvert, whatever. Yes, I believe that too. And we're, there are people in the autoimmune entrepreneur space that are not doing that. That's mm -hmm. one of the things that we're not doing. And I, and I see that. What else are chronically ill entrepreneurs not doing that's hurting their business? Yeah, great question. So the number one thing that I see, and I, I even experienced this myself, is people are just nervous and scared to hire teams. Yes. But especially when you're sick and you, you cannot be working 24 seven, hustling and grinding you need a support team. You need people around you to be able to help you get through the tough days to be able to outsource maybe be a, a virtual assistant or even like a family member, people that can, you know, intern for you. They have several different services online that um, people straight out of college are just trying to get some life experience, work experience. And so you don't even have to pay them or pay them barely anything for them to work with you. And so I see people so many times scared to hire a team because they're like, well, what if the income doesn't come in enough for me to not only support myself, but to support my team. But it, it's just a reality that if you want to be a successful business and you have a chronic illness, you need a support system. 
You do. Um, you need yeah. you need people that you trust. You know, this is one of the things that I challenge with. That I have a challenge with because I think I find people I can trust, and then I find I can't trust them, and then I get very very sick. You know, so everybody knows listening to this, I have transverse myelitis and potentially uh, Lyme. I've had three positive tests, and then and or fibromyalgia, which they don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> so when I get sick, it's like you know I'm down for a week you know, yeah. and uh, it could be more. It could just be a matter of days, but what happens is you panic. And you say, well, I'm panicking, and I have to, like, I have to go inside myself, and I have to do everything that I can to take care of myself right now. And so, and that means and from an income standpoint, mm -hmm. like, I can't go outward with income because I think the instinct is to go inward. I got to take care of me. I got to take care of mine. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And so I think changing that perspective is critically important and walking into that fear. You know, um, you're going to feel uncomfortable when you're sick. You are going to have to trust people when you're sick, even if you find out you can't trust them in the end. You have, to, you have to walk that path to find out those things, to find the team that works for you, to find what works for you. So you maybe have uh, a team that is kind of quote unquote on call. And so you can call on people and say, you know, I'm sick today, but I know you know how to do this because we've gone through the training together. And now I'm ready to, if you have the bandwidth, I'm ready for you to help me. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's what I found. Yeah, yeah, and and I definitely, if you don't mind, I I wanted to kind of move on to my next point because I think it's such a, a crucial point that a lot of uh, people, uh, entrepreneurs out there that are going through illnesses need to hear because this is kind of uh, something that I, I relate to and something that I practiced when I was sick was I wanted to you going back to your initial question of kind of um, you know what are chronically ill entrepreneurs not doing. And I think it's a major, major point that I want to mention of they're not sharing their story and pain, may it be with their employers or the people that they work with. Mm -hmm. And so let me, let me kind of define exactly what I mean by that. When I was sick, I didn't hide it from anyone. I told everyone that I possibly could so that they kind of understand the context of the conversation, the energy, where I'm coming from at all times when they're around me. I, I wasn't really much of a fan of the fact that, you know, maybe I was sometimes considered the sick guy. Maybe I wasn't fun to hang out with. I totally get that. But I know in your course, Hillary, you do mention that you 100% have the decision to disclose if you are sick or not. And I completely agree with you. And I think that anyone um, has the freedom to you know, share with their employers, share with their friends, their uh, situation when they're sick. But what I would recommend people to do is to share their illness with people because it just allows more than not people to rally around you to help you kind of going back to that team mentality. Mm -hmm. It just gives uh, the ability for people to bless you, to be honest. Um, like if they don't understand that your illness and your energy are just completely shot for the day, for the week, whatever, they just can't help you. And there is obviously going to be some people that are going to still think down upon you. They're still going to think that you're taking advantage of the system. Those are obviously the people that you want to try to not associate with for most of the time. But a lot of times what I've found when I was sick for eight years is that people love and care for you, especially more when you are sick and they will go out of their way to help you. So I'm, I'm kind of interested in what your thoughts are about that because I'm, I'm a huge advocate for like day one, tell people. So, and I, me personally, I do the same thing, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to advocate that everybody does what I do because, and uh, will it work for you? I think it will. I think mm -hmm. it will. I think it'll work for, for anybody, but I also think there's mindset work behind that. So yep. Yep. you have to get into the space of, I am about to be very, very vulnerable right now. Yeah. And if somebody comes back to me and they're a jackass about mm -hmm. it, then you have to really be in that namaste 
fuck you space. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't want your business. Uh, This is a value of mine. I'm not perpetuating any of my story with you. Um, And the other thing too, is I think we need to take responsibility and I'm going to get dragged for this and that's fine of how we show up in this world as it pertains to our illness and as it pertains to what we're going through. And, and by that, I mean, there's a balance. So it's not like, you know, when you were sick and I'm sick now, I'm like, I'm not always like, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm suffering, I'm sick. You know, I I want attention. I'm talking about this is my reality. I'm sick. This is what I'm going through. Yeah. And I'm sharing it because it's my reality, but I'm sure as hell sharing more of why I'm okay. So there's that mindset work that needs to happen first. You're, if you're, you have a sickness, okay, it's like you are not a sickness, you have a sickness, you have a disability, you are not a disability, it's, that's the first thing. Interchangeable language, and people may disagree with me on this, is not that important to me because I have my identity. I know who I am. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a businesswoman. Whatever I can say, um, I'm sick. It doesn't mean I. It doesn't mean that that is all that I am. I recognize that as a fragment or a facet of my story. Yeah. So, I think there's tremendous work that needs to be done in the mindset of getting over some of these little idiosyncratic uh, self identity issues, and then the fear if I speak my story. But there's also the mindset work of I am taking responsibility for how I show up in the world. Because if you're showing up in the world and, you know, and it feels good to get attention, everybody loves attention. There's nothing wrong with it. But you need to balance that if you're doing, if you're in business for yourself. You need to almost like block the people that you know are going to come for you and be like, oh man, you're sick. I can't do business with you and disprove them, but meet them on the ground where they're standing. Yes. Um, okay. So I want to come back to that, but first of all, you mentioned like the key word that I love and that I always talk about is identity. So many people have a, such a confused identity with who they are. Uh, I'm the sick person. I'm the, you know, the web developer, I'm, you know, you, you identify with really pe- people in general identify with such weird things in their life. <laughs> and, <laughs> they do, and don't like, they? <laughs> but I, I love how you just said, like, you're, you're a mother and like you have a family and, you know, people, people just need to learn how to identify with the positive things in their life, with the things that like excite them, the, you know, the hobbies that they have. Um, you know, it took me a really long time personally to learn, like, I, I am not what I I do for work. I am not a developer. I am a very, you know, if I was just to kind of, you know, put out some adjectives or whatever, you know, how I describe myself, I'm a very, uh, bold person. Uh, I'm a very, um, social person. Um, I'm a very sarcastic, but like joyful person. Like that's, that's (laughs) who I am. That's like, you know, what makes up me, like I'm not a developer. And if I screw up at my job one day, who cares? And, but, and I, Mm -hmm. but it's taken me a long time to be honest um, to get to that point. And so I want to go to where you ended off saying, um, because your course, I love, I love this part. Uh, and you know, I went through your course. I took like 10 plus notes on the whole thing. Loved it. <laughs> there was, there was one section that you had in there that said, you need to prove that you can do, uh, the work because I can't remember the exact wording that you said, but it was something along the lines of, uh, it removes the negative stigma. And I love that word that you used. And if, if I was sick and I heard that, man, that would, that would just freaking get me amped up because that's, that's it. Like people have such a, uh, a negative perception of people that are, that they work with that are sick sometimes. And it's just like, well, screw you. Like I am, I am better than how you perceive me and I'm going to show you. And Mm -hmm. so 
I understand that it's a mindset. Totally agree with you 100%. It's a mindset. It's an identity thing or whatever, but it's also like for me personally, it's like a challenge. Like you think that I can't do my job right. Just, just watch like step back. Yes. Yes, exactly. And it's, it's a challenge to find a way that works. I was, yeah. you know, I was in the grind and so were you, you were in the grind yeah. uh, for a lot of times with multiple coaches and this, that's the mentality. I mean, seriously, this is why we create, we've created what we've created, which is the anti-hustle. Mm-hmm. Because the yeah. or the sick hustle, because yep. hustling and grinding is not possible. But not only is it not possible, it sets that bar so high that you never feel yes. like you're going to reach it, and you always feel like the outlier. You feel like yeah. the different work, person. Work smarter, not harder. Yes, exactly. I love that adage. Apply it to your life. And so many times, people look at these coaches. They look at the you know, the successful people on Entrepreneur or on Inc or whatever, and they go, I got to do what they do. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's fine to a degree, but then you have to customize it and personalize it to yourself yes. and your situation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing that people need to hear more of from people like you and me and, you know, thought leaders in the chronic illness entrepreneur space is that you don't need all the things to be successful. You, if anything, you need to focus on one thing, one marketing channel, one product and just freaking kill it. Like that's what you need to do because anything over uh, other than that is just going to be time consuming. It's going to be stressful. Like own the niche, own the space that you're in. And that's all you got to do. And that's all you got to do to be successful. Like you don't need to do all the things you don't need to work 20 plus hours a day. It's not human. I don't understand how these entrepreneurs that do that maintain relationships. I don't understand how they have a social life. It's just crazy. (laughs) I know. And that's, and, but it gets down to the quality of your life too. Yeah. Yeah, because sure. you're married and you put your relationship above anything else. And so do I, I have a rule mm-hmm. and some people have, you know, they've not knowing the rule have said, Hey, can you have a call with me at this time? If this is the one time I'm having dinner with my husband and hearing about his day, that is off limits. If mm-hmm. I, if that means I lose a deal, then it means I lose a deal because it's more important to me what is going to kind of cushion my life and be in my life because your clients you're going to you're going to you know do the project and then move on right but you're still going to be married you're still going to have kids yeah you now, need you need principles you need like boundaries you do. Like you, you can't just have you can't just go through life sick or not sick you can't just go through life not having any principles or structure and just be reactive to everything that comes in your life. You need those boundaries. Yes. And I think being reactive is a fear thing. So let me switch gears on you a little bit. I want to talk about what are the goals of your business? So you're building this business. I love that you talked about having a, a very well-defined focus. Yeah. Um, I mean, the goals of my business are literally what we were just talking about. Just, just finding, just first of all, keeping it simple, keeping it straightforward, a single focus, a single goal. Like I just said, one marketing effort, one product, because anything over that is just craziness. You don't need all the things. You don't need all the automate, automated tools. There are some that you absolutely will need in order, in order to get your business kind of more on autopilot or working when you're not physically working. There's also a difference between working on your business and working in your business. And you want to have a clear distinction between that. But the goals of my, of my business specifically is to help people understand what, what is the thing that you are good at and how can we generate an income from it? That's, that's really it. Yes. People are generalists. Um, and generalist seems to come out of fear. 
I have to say yes to this because I have to pay my bills. I have to say yes to this because I have to pay my bills. One of the best things that I ever did personally was when I first got started, I was like, oh, marketing, broad brush. We're going to totally paint with that. That's fine. We'll do this, that, and the other thing. And we'll do it all marginally well, you know, and <laughs> I, and it, but it wasn't like there, here's an exceptional delivery to you because I was busy saying, yes, 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 yes. I want to do that. And uh, now I can make my bills because when you're so sick, you know, you're desperate. So it takes a, a, just a lion's heart of courage to become a specialist and say no. But you can say no and have affiliate partnerships, for example. Yeah. Can I, can I share with you real fast uh, and just kind of going off of that, the, the fear of missing out as an entrepreneur, sick or not sick, is such a killer for any business. Yes. And, and I suffered with this so bad. And as I mentioned, kind of my, my initial story of why I got into like the entrepreneur space, I took so many masterminds, so many courses, uh, listened to so many, you know, quote unquote gurus in the space. And I learned a lot, but it was, it was information overload. And I didn't know what to say yes or no to and because it was more of a, you know, just a struggle to get income in the door and I can't miss out on this opportunity because if, if I say no to this opportunity, will another one come? I had FOMO, fear of missing out so bad <laughs> and it's, it's crushing. Like to anyone that's trying to run an online business, I totally understand, especially when you're just trying to hustle and grind and get in as many, you know, clients in the door as you possibly can. But um, yeah. So fear of missing out, that's, that's a, a struggle and people, and the only way I've, I've created several videos on this on YouTube, actually on my YouTube channel. Um, one of the ways that you could get over that fear is to just like understand the value that you have. Like a lot of people don't understand how good of a product or a service that they actually have. And once you establish yes, I'm freaking good at what I do. I can sell it very effectively. I have a great team or a network of people around me that are supportive of this. And so that's, you know, right there, people that you can go to for, you know, a, a confidence booster or ways to even be able to sell your product more. Like there, there are just very simple steps that you can put in place before you just dive right in, like you said, to, to marginally, uh, attack this, this thing as part of your business. Like just, just work on like what we've been talking about mindset, your identity, understand your product, what you're selling, like mm -hmm. really get into those details. And then when you're ready to hit the ground running, you are really ready to hit the ground running because you are well rooted and grounded in your principles, your standards, who you are and the value you can deliver to the market. And then you take that leap. Then you take that leap of you either yeah. say yes or you say no. Because yes. either way, if you say yes, obviously, you know, you're furthering your vision, you're furthering your mission. If you say no, you're still doing that. And you're letting, I believe in you're letting the universe know, no, I don't want to work in this specialty. I want to work here. So then I think the universe says, well, great. We'll serve up what you want then. Mm -hmm. but you, you have to go... And that's part of the abundance as well as paying it forward and being grateful. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It is not for me. I will pass it on. Guess what? You're going to get like double the opportunities then when you do that. That's just how it works. I didn't make the scientific, you know, <laughs> rule, whatever, but yeah, but it worked. It, it totally goes that way. That's exactly what happens. I have turned down so many web jobs and clients knowing that they would be toxic clients only the next day or the next week to get double the opportunities and just be like, oh, okay, well now I need to make the decision on, you know, who pays more or who am I going to have more fun with? You know, isn't that interesting that you're getting rewarded for reinforcing your boundaries and refusing toxicity? I think that is fascinating. And I don't know that I've ever heard anybody talk about that. We talk about the rewards coming from, you know, having these strong boundaries and, and being protected and the self-care that feels good and it's validating, but you actually get a little gift when you refuse toxic clients. 
Oh yeah. The, the gift is that you can stay sane for the day, um, <laughs> <laughs> that you don't go crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. the stress manifests itself in so many ways, um, not only in chronic illness, but in business and you are what controls your environment, the, what comes in, uh, your business, what comes into your mindset, like you control that stuff. So if you know, if you are, you know, estimating scoping on a project for a service or product, whatever that you're trying to sell for your business, and you know, this client is just not going to be a good fit yeah. and you take it on anyways, you are willingly accepting just garbage and stress into your life. Like oh. if you do not, if you say no to this stuff, you are just rewarding yourself not only um, so that you can just you know live a happier life overall, but you will have the opportunity, the availability to work with people that do respect your time, that do respect uh, your principles, your rules. Even when you do have clients that are working with you and they ask things um, of you that you don't offer in your offering your services or whatever. And you say no to that. The reality is, is people, maybe not initially people respect people that have principles and boundaries. Otherwise everyone that says yes, 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 yes. To every opportunity that comes their way, people don't respect you just to be honest. Like people just don't respect people that are yes, men and yes, women. Because they know that that yes man or yes woman can be walked all over, taken advantage of. They might have good skills or abilities, but they're not going to respect themselves. No. And when it comes down to it, you can extrapolate that to a client saying, well, if you are a yes person, then when it comes down to defending me and my needs, you're going to you're going to do the same thing, which is that you're not going to stand up for me. You are not going to walk in a conflict um, and you're not going to try and uh, resolve anything. You're Mm -hmm. you're just going to try and keep the peace. The peacekeepers, dude, I think they are so dangerous. And I used to be one. I was like, Oh, conflict, run, run, run. I got to run from conflict. So (laughs) you can. So what you were sick for so many years, you were sick for nearly a decade. What did it teach you that you will never forget? Yeah, great question. And this is a very simple answer. One, make every day count. Every single day. I can't stand if I wake up and I'm sitting on the couch for the whole day. I need to make every single day count. I need to be productive doing something. Mm-hmm. Second of all, separate your emotions from your circumstances. We just, we just talked about how you are in control of what comes into your mind. Um, you are in control of the words that you say, um, separating your emotions from your circumstances. You're sick, you're in pain. You don't feel well Mm -hmm. on a constant basis. I was there. I've lived it for several years. My flare ups continue to get worse and worse until I got my colon removed. Um, but what I did on a, on a regular, almost everyday basis, I said words of affirmation to myself. I said, you know, like joyful, you know, may they be mottos, mantras, sayings, whatever. I know you're a, a fan, Hillary, of, of several different mantras. Um, you know, whatever those things are, those positive things, words of affirmation that you could say to yourself to just lift your mood, your spirit absolutely key. And so I have taken those principles, make every day count, separate your emotions from your circumstances. I live those out every single day. Yeah. I think that's important too, because, uh, and I'm curious to know, do you have a little bit of a different personality since you have gotten (laughs) well? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I actually just made a video about this the other day on my YouTube channel. Um, yeah, I I used to be um, just like semi ambitious. I don't know. I, I was just kind of. Uh, I, I never used a planner. I never like managed my time well. Um, I went to four years of school and never really understood, you know, what it took to actually 
you know, get out of school and make a career. I was just kind of, you know, living the American dream type of thing and just, uh, just dealing with life as it came. And, um, I would say I was kind of more of a, mm, what's the, what's the side of your brain that's creative, the right side, you know, like more artistic, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, more design oriented. And ever since I became sick, it, it feels like the side of my brain just kind of like swapped. I became analytical. I became very, um, I don't know, just like by the book, plan out every single, like be intentional about what I did. Um, it was really weird. Like I still have kind of a love for music. I still have a love for the design and the creative, but I don't, I don't find it interesting that much anymore. I've always considered myself as a problem solver, like 100% problem solver. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would definitely say my personality changed. It was, it was kind of crazy. That's amazing. I love it. I think it has a lot to do with just sloughing off what, uh, for you, it sounds like to me anyways, what was not as meaningful maybe for your purpose or your calling, mm-hmm. which is why you have started this business. You're launching your first course right now, I understand also. That's right. The autoimmune Business Solution. Yep. Yep. Um, coming up in August. Pre-sale happening now. All woo, right. Woo. Um, yeah, it, it's basically everything that we just talked about. I mean, the, the introduction to the course is really mindset, identity, who you are, your big why, like what motivates you and gets you up every single day. You don't have those structures in place. Um, it, it's just not going to work. It's, it, an online business is very, um, and, and Hillary can absolutely attest to this. It's, it's difficult. It's challenging, but yeah. if you have the correct structure in place and you listen to someone like me that has made all of the mistakes already for you, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've gone through all the courses, I've done everything wrong. And I, I, I can tell you what exactly to do. Um, and I'm basically taking, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars worth of courses and masterminds and everything that I've done and really just putting it into a simple uh structure for you to mimic. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I love it. I love that so much. Um, that you're just bringing your own experience to light, to help other people. You are my favorite kind of person. The person who does that. Yeah. The not, you know, like, Oh, I got, but I'm cured. Oh, do, 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 do. Like, and and not, not, and not recognize it as a gift or that there's a calling to do more and pay it forward. Yeah. Can I, can I talk about that for a second? So, as, as I'm going through, um, you know, I interview as many people as I possibly can to make sure that the, the course information, the content I create is going to be valuable to people that are actually sick because obviously I'm not sick now, but I was just talking to my wife the other day and like, it's, it's weird that when I had my colon removed for, there was a little while there when I was like, all right, this phase of my life is over with. I just want to forget about it and move mm-hmm. on and make up for lost time. Right. Right. Just right. To, just to be completely honest with you that it, it wasn't day one when I was like, well, I'm cured. I need to bless the world with my experience. Like it wasn't. Like that. <laughs> um, it, it took me a little while, but when That's I was just hard. like, when I just, I'm, I'm a very reminiscent type of person. I think about, you know, what, what happened in the past and how have I grown and how have I learned and how have I gotten to where I am now? And, and it's in those thought processes that I had that I was like, all right, I went through a miserable freaking time for eight years mm-hmm. plus. Mm-hmm. What was the purpose of that? And that's why I am so thankful and so grateful of every single person that I talked to um, within the last year or so just just creating this, this brand, this company, this, this content, I want to, I want to bless, I want to help so many people, uh, that have autoimmune disease because I've been there. And, um, yeah, I just, I just think that, um, any additional opportunity that I can provide people to make their life easier. Um, it didn't exist when I had it. So just Mm want to help other people out, you know? 
I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. We'll have much more for you and uh, from you and for the people of SickBiz. And I just want people to know that uh, we're getting to know Jake a lot better. It makes a lot of sense to pair our talents together to help more people because uh, you're well, but you also get it. And I have these off days where it's like, you know, sometimes I just want to hand the mantle off and just crawl into my bed. So mm-hmm. it makes sense when you have a business. And I do want to encourage other people to think about this. When you have a business and you have a sickness or, uh, or sicknesses rather, um, or disabilities, and it's difficult to maintain that constant flow. This is like we talked about, use the people in your network Make sure you have a plan. Make sure you have a trusted person that you can go to so you are allowed to take care of your health. That is critically important. It might be a partner in your business. It might be someone in your family. It might be someone in your business family. So I think that's that's critically important that, uh, and we can do more. We can do more with more brains. We can do more with more hands. We always can do more. So think about that in terms of kind of unlatching from the fear of I need to have this ownership and everything else. And that's what we're trying to do at SickBiz as well. So I want to say just a special thank you to you for reaching out and for offering to do that. I mean, it was very overwhelming for me. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. And I just greatly appreciate you. Absolutely. Happy to be a part of it. Yeah. Awesome. Because Jake has walked in your shoes, he has felt, if not your pain, very similar pain. It is for this reason that I believe he is a great fit to talk to you about your business needs. In fact, SickBiz has invited him to pair up so we can work together and help you achieve your greatest goals. He has the advantage of having worked with incredible, debilitating pain. You heard his story today. What an advantage, huh? And now being out of that pain and seeing through the lens of working with the most accomplished entrepreneurs out there. He can help you dissect your business and reassemble it so it is the most profitable model possible. To get in touch with Jake, please reach him at jakeshop.com. That's jake, J-A-K-E-S-C-H-A-A-P.com. We'll have his website and a link right to him on the podcast blog as well as we always do. And work with Jake. And guess what? You get the Sick Biz, Sick Hustle modules thrown in. That's two coaches for the price of one. Two people who have been or were given the short health stick and who are operating in the black. This is no BS, no fluff. Just an understanding of what you need to do and what you don't need to do, what you don't need to concern yourself with. These are the mindset-oriented, action-based thought processes, positive organization tactics to help you move forward in a way that actually works. Let's manage the conditions you have, and if you can envision it, then you can achieve it. It's just a matter of how many steps you need to take to get there. Maybe call it the new math, the sick math. These are the coaching services Jake and I wished we'd had when we got sick, and they weren't out there, so we created them. He created them. Think about that. Focusing on getting well and creating a business. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's been done. You can use it as a model and do it yourself. Once again, head to jakeshop.com or hit me up on sickbiz.com or in the Facebook group. And then you better strap in because the ride's about to get good and wild. That's it for today's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for listening. Be well. <laughs>